Welcome to Thirsty on Tune, where we drink wine and read webtoons. Hi, I'm your co-host Bronwyn, your webtoon obsessive, dopamine addicted, idiots in love, and slow burn sommelier. And I'm your co-host Chris, webtoons acolyte, enemies to lovers lover, and banter core aficionado. So pull up a page, pour yourself a drink, and let's dive in. You're thirsty on Maine, we're thirsty on Tune. Well, hello. It's been so long. I know. Oh my God. It's when too was, long. When was the last time we even recorded one of these? Like two months ago? I mean, what even is time? I don't know. Yeah, it's true. I, I mean, we didn't post it two months ago, but I think we recorded it like two months ago. Dear Lord, has it been that long? It's been so long. I don't even remember what our last episode was. And if I were a good host, I would have looked, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, seriously. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. The, um, the we're gonna call it sabbatical yes was entirely my fault I mean not my fault but definitely my problem (laughs) you had to do a big move yeah yeah I did did a big move I did and we are still sort of amongst it like the great unpacking has not yet completely (laughs) begun but um I mean it has begun it's definitely not finished yeah yeah (laughs) Um, but at least the time crunch is now over. So yes, that's what counts. Unpacking can take as long as you want it to. And well, at least as long as you can handle being in a box mountain. That's true. And you are in a lovely box mountain at the moment. Mm -hmm, Not too shabby. Yeah. I don't know how you always make things aesthetic, but you do (laughs) real aesthetic going on. (laughs) Oh, well, I appreciate you. I'm not sure what the aesthetic is but it's there like is one comfortable chaos I think oh oh yes that I'm leaning heavily into the chaos this year like I might be an order unicorn but my chaos goblin is fully in charge you know I uh maybe it's like an Enneagram thing do you do you know the Enneagram yes <laughs> oh good I was like we do not have time to unpack all of this if no. you don't know the Enneagram no, like I do. Is, is there any science to it no do no. I love it and believe in it wholeheartedly yes sure because I might be a science person, but I also will wear a crystal around my neck just in case, you know? I mean, I wear a crystal around my neck because crystals are awesome. They are awesome. And it, what is it making me happy because of the magnetic resonance or is it making me happy because I like shiny, pretty things? I don't really care. Does it matter? It's making it you happy. Like, these are the people who come back to me and are like, uh, that's psychosomatic response. And I'm like, you say that like your brain doesn't control everything. Is my it fi- making yes. you better? Exactly. My favorite ever speech I went to, it like broke my brain and rearranged my thoughts of the universe. Uh, was at a conference one time when somebody was like, you say placebo, I say hope. And I was like, oh my God. Right. You know, (laughs) if it works, it fucking works people. I don't care. Like, obviously I'm not a proponent for snake oil sales. Like no, no. I, you need regulation. You need science. You need the scientific approach. And Dear Lord Byron, on every biscuit ever, you need critical thought. Yes. (laughs) But like, if part of the reason a medication is working is because a medication is working and part of it is because you believe it's working, what's wrong with that? Like, you know? The brain is a powerful thing that we do not fully understand. And even a little. 
and that is okay. And that's awesome. We're just working with what we got and that's what we do, you know? So we'll, we'll make another kind of judgment based on new data when new data comes in. That's the whole point of the scientific process. So, you know, let's roll with it. Exactly. And just like the Marvel movies keep trying to convince us all, all magic is just science. We don't understand yet. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) There's certainly an element of that. I know. And then there's also the, okay, you guys, you just got to admit you have magic in these movies now. This is getting stupid. <laughs> like you have literal magicians. But we're so... still going to pretend it's just science magic. Okay. Okay, Marvel. LOL. <laughs> I'll stay over here in DC land where they don't try to explain shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marvel makes it. better movies. DC makes better sense. <laughs> I, I would argue that when DC makes a good movie, it can be better. Oh yeah. And then it makes a whole, but DC is like the one that shoots for the fences or whatever, you know, baseball metaphor, kind of, (laughs) but so when it strikes out, it strikes out big. When it hits, it it home runs. Look, I did it. I did the metaphor. (laughs) Not too shabby. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. But, uh, you know, Marvel hits down the middle every time and like, that can be good and it could be the samey sometimes you know but this it, is the difference between exactly you have a consistent athlete and you have a wingnut athlete and that wingnut athlete can be worth paying <laughs> exactly and i i am here for the wingnut that is dc movies like mm-hmm. will i sometimes have to sit through a black adam to get to my shazam yes but i will get my shazam <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah well i will take a birds of prey or a the suicide squad any day any day yeah did you hear that i heard something and it was totally unidentifiable so i was just gonna skate on past it (laughs) this um the books that are on my desk decided to no longer be on my desk on their own accord so i guess that's probably isabel have we talked about isabel the ghost in my apartment yeah okay i couldn't remember if we talked about it on the show or not but um oh i don't know if we talked about it on the show but we talk a lot we we talked about it that's fair (laughs) fair my clarification have we talked about it in a recorded setting or just to each other probably just to each other probably the the short version is there is definitely a ghost in my apartment um or possibly a magnetic resonance going back to our last conversation (laughs) who knows but ever, for some reason, I was joking about said ghost at one point when I totally didn't believe it was here. And then uh, my someone, I think it was our mutual friend Tess, was like, um, do you know its name? And out of nowhere, I was like, its name is Isabel. And she's like, you you, you just came up with that? Just out of the blue? And she's like, that's bad. Don't do that. <laughs> like, it's too late. Her name is Isabel. <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. She likes to slam cabinets and rattle doors in inexplicable ways that I have yet to find anything else that explains. So, I mean, you know, if that is your mode of communication and or just how you interact with the world, more power to you. I feel like we could find healthier forms of communication than door slamming. But you know what? You know, sometimes you got to be heard. We just don't know that much about the ethereal state, right? We don't. That's true. You know, if there are other ways of communicating, maybe there are, and we just don't know about it. We aren't noticing. So perhaps they have to slam things to be noticed. I like to think that Isabel is just a drama queen and that's what she did in life too. She just slammed every door, just rattled things just because she was annoyed at people. I mean, I feel like there's no reason 
that my theory that applies to the living can't apply to the dead, which is basically if you ain't hurting folk, you do you. Yeah. Don't yuck the yum of my ghost, Isabel. Mm-hmm. That'd be the plot, uh, the title of this. <laughs> Did we peak early? Did we peak this early. We haven't talked at all about what this is or what we're doing. Nope. We haven't even you- talked about what we're drinking. What are you drinking, bro? I am drinking a lovely Ontario peach, Great Lakes, um, what is this, a soda and vodka? Ooh. Yeah. I love it. I am drinking a pink lemonade martini with martinis around the rim, and it's so good. Ooh. I've been doing a lot of at-home cocktails lately, and this is the last bit of this one. Uh, the ingredients I had for this one before I have to go get more ingredients. So. Okay. Well, a question for you as a budding connoisseur of the cocktail. Yeah. How do you feel about nomenclature? Now, I feel like I know the answer to this because I understand that you are the chaos goblin. I am a chaos goblin, but you are the chaos goblin. So true, true. I feel like nomenclature can just sort of sit in a chair and watch. Yes. Where you're concerned. 100%. Uh, <laughs> so I feel like I can ask the question, but I can also answer the question in yeah, that I you can become that. a cocktail master and you'll just call them whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Because there are a lot of, um, I don't know. What is the word I'm looking for? Pretentious? That, is the word yeah, that was the word I was avoiding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am the chaos one so I'll start fights I like it I like it I like it but people um, who get a little stuck on what is called what I know and I, I I'm waiting for you to tell me what it is I said that's not technically right because I'm not even doing it on intentionally at this moment in time is it oh, not a margarita <laughs> well no so margarita yes martini no you said martini and I was I just like meant to say margarita ah. <laughs> that was not chaos that was brain eos i guess well no but i mean it could be either way because lots of people will call something a martini but if the the actual like really in the martinis people will say if it isn't just like these ingredients it's a cocktail not a martini well this would be a margarita so this is a tequila first kind of a drink i believe Mm. yes and martinis are, if I understand, vodka first kind of drinks. Or gin. Or gin. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I've, only, I've only ever had the vodka kind. Yeah, super traditional uh, martinis, gin, but mm. vodka also, yeah. Okay, okay. So this is tequila and and um, pink lemonade, like, cocktail. Sounds delightful. Stuff. Yes, and it's genuine margarita salt around it which just tastes different and I don't know why like maybe it's because it's big and chunky I don't know I just love it could be or there could be something else in there like a binder or a flavor or something like that maybe maybe so it's very good um so this is what I've started making I've started making a um a bloody mary with blood orange vodka which is extraordinarily good and I make it so spicy it can knock you on your ass I'm a Canadian. You'll never, ever pry that Caesar from my cold dead hands. I, well, one of these days I will stalk you to your home and drink a 
Caesar. Yes. I don't understand why, why is it a Caesar? I don't know why it's a Bloody Mary either, to be fair, but I'm just curious. Do you know why it's a Caesar? Bloody Mary is with tomato juice and vodka. Mm -hmm. And a Caesar is with something we call Clamato, which when I explain it, you're going to be like, that is a horrific thing. And why would you do it? Oh God. Okay. And I would agree with you. It Mm -hmm. shouldn't work. And it? if it wasn't a cocktail, I wouldn't drink it, but it's a cocktail and it's delicious. So, what is what is this gross thing that you put in it? What is it? Clamato, it's clam juice in tomato juice. No. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, but it's really good. And you put like, Worcestershire and dill and like all you know, of these lovely spices. You make it really, really hot. I want to be uh, against this, but then I'm like, is that so different from putting olive juice in a martini? Not really. Right. And I mean, if you think about it, like, yeah, okay. So New England clam chowder is creamy, but the tomato-based clam chowder is just exactly that, you know? Yeah, it is. It's like clam chowder. Well, because isn't, I mean, a, a Bloody Mary Caesar, that family of drink, which I don't know what you call, cause I'm not drink pretentious. <laughs> so, somebody out there knows and you can tell us, and we won't judge you for being drink pretentious because we're all pretentious about something probably. Right. Um, we just probably are pretentious about our scientific terms because when somebody uses it wrong, we get mad. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's a true story. <laughs> I will fully admit that, honestly. <laughs> I was going to say the other day, somebody used the word antisocial incorrectly and I couldn't let it go. And, th- and it was my brother. So that probably made it worse as family <laughs> does. But uh, I was like, he goes, well, I'm just going to use it that way. And the words, if you want to be wrong, you can came out of my mouth before <laughs> I could stop it. Amazing. Yeah, it was not, maybe not my most chill moment. <laughs> I mean, most chill, no, but like. Sometimes I, you just got to tell men they can have permission to be wrong if they want to. Like this that's is the thing. This is, I'm. you know what? You want that? You can be wrong, but we're all going to sit here knowing that you're wrong. And that's I know. okay. I know. Sometimes they need to hear it, you know? Yes, I do. <laughs> I am aware. <laughs> so what this episode is, is Bronwyn and I, uh, I, I'm going to say we haven't talked in a while, but that's not really even a little bit true. We talk no, every, every singular single day, day. Yeah. but we haven't talked for an extended period of time out loud in a while. And certainly not about our reading. And certainly not in a recorded format, as you all know. Yes. <laughs> um, Sorry, so... mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. <laughs> well, you say that like I didn't single white female you and Steve and immediately decide to move as well. So... <laughs> I want to try to be like, but I had to, no, I literally picked this time. I just decided, but I, I, I'd like to think it's not because you were doing it, but maybe it was, I don't know. <laughs> Look, you know, sometimes you just got to be the change you want to see in the world. And the change I wanted to see in the world was no longer living in rural PA. Mm-hmm. RIP Royal rural PA. I will stop making fun of you when I no longer live here. <laughs> then it just feels like punching down right now it's just punching all around <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah oh god so I, i'm escaping as well you moved just in the same space right like you moved mm-hmm. very close to where the city. You yeah i am moving back to where tj lives and my family lives and i'm Yay. so delighted um so that's good but yes uh we both decided to just casually move at the same time and lose our minds you know that's not stressful at all you know I mean maybe it worked out because then we aren't having like extended periods where we're not talking to each other we're just both doing it simultaneously oh that's true that's a good point though I haven't got moved yet so we'll see what happens (laughs) that's okay we'll get you moved and then you come up and visit and by then the great unpacking will have finished that's the deal yeah 
So today we're just going to talk books. We might talk comics, uh, whatever our heart pleases. I have some ideas. Excellent. I talk about excellent and a game that we're going to play. Ooh, first time hearing of it. I love it. First of all, it isn't, but you've been a little busy. So (laughs) I mean, uh, that's fair. And you know how broken my brain is. I know. I would like you to refer back to the chat in which I said, I have a great idea for a game. And you said, that sounds fun. (laughs) Oh my God. Seriously. I have legitimately no memory of that. This was like two days ago, friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then that explains it. Are you kidding me? Two days yeah. ago? You're right. It wasn't today. It was not today. So in your defense, it was days ago. Give your head a shake. Memory. If I didn't Memory. write it down, it didn't happen. You wrote it down. It didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Memory? I don't even know her. Right? It didn't quite work, but we I- got it. No, this is just going to be a full chaos episode, which I think is funny because I'm 90% sure our last episode was also a full chaos episode that we didn't plan. And I, you know what? If that's what we're becoming, that's what we're becoming. I mean, I still feel like it's on brand. It is. <laughs> <laughs> deeply, deeply, deeply on brand. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. So uh, is there anything that's been happening other than moving that we want to update the people on? Well, once we moved in, we found out that I can still be mansplained to even troubleshooting new appliances in my own house, and I will still be right. And it is still really fun to watch that realization dawn. I fully recommend. I fully recommend saying you can be wrong if you want to. To that, it's real fun. Mm I just like making significant eye contact until they come to the realization themselves. Oh, that's really good. That's, yeah. oh, that's delicious. I could feed on those man tears for as long as I live. Yeah. And like, I, it sounds so malicious and I honestly don't mean it that way. I did. I meant it malicious. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, but like legitimately <laughs> this guy was lovely. He was really, really nice. But when I said I we have been doing all of this troubleshooting and we have tried A, B, C, D, E, and as a result of all of these things and my personal experience and all of this stuff, I have come to the conclusion that we have two solutions that could be the case. And I think one is more likely than the other. And I presented both solutions and he was just like, nope, it's neither of those things. But thank you. And then was I right? Uh-huh. Oh, take a guess. You can have three, but the first two don't count. <laughs> yes. And I fully imagine that he took way long time trying to come to the conclusion you had already reached. Honestly, to be completely fair, he reached it really quickly and he That's admitted good. it right away. Like he really, I hey, honestly bad. don't mean it to be like very like totally malicious. This guy was not like an evil guy. He wasn't at all. He just didn't hear it he just didn't understand that that's what he was doing you know yeah yeah that happened so this is this is better than that time my landlord was like your pipes are clogged up because you probably flushed tampons down the toilet and I was like no we have never done that in this house ever and then he discovered a tree branch had grown into him and it never apologized I might point out yeah (laughs) yeah no that was my last landlord who was like you obviously wrecked the dryer by using it when we were like, no, we didn't actually get to use it because you didn't install it correctly. And he's like, no, yeah. that's never a thing. There are never installation issues. Why these gentlemen think that there's never a mistake made at installation? I will never understand. I have seen so many pieces of equipment installed in my life. Yep. It is 
banana pants. I've never seen an installation go completely correctly. So I'm not sure where they're getting this information, but it does not hold up to peer review. Um, (laughs) But regardless, every situation in which I have said this was not installed correctly, please review. They've been like, no, no, that's not the case. Yeah, it's the case. Absolutely the case. case. It's always the case. It's always the case. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh my God. Turns out if you install a washing machine, it's actually quite critical to its functioning to hook up the drain. (laughs) You don't say. Uh You mean you don't just keep filling it with water with nowhere to go? Or let the water drain all over the floor. Not if you'd like the floors to continue being floors. Floors, yeah. But hey, there's that guy on TikTok that made his basement into an eel pit. So, you know, there's options. There is that option. There is always the option of an eel pit. I want us to remember that. When in doubt. (laughs) I'm not sure how our geriatric cat would appreciate an eel pit, but I kind of feel like he'd just be like, ooh, sushi. Yeah, I feel like he'd be so into it, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He'd just be sitting down there, you know, quote unquote, making friends with the eels. And then you would suddenly find one missing. And then another one missing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like that might be true. Although I still think at this stage, he'd expect us to prepare them. You're probably right. He'd be like, okay, well, mom, why is this uh, in the water and not in my bowl? I don't understand. Like, I hit it with my paw. Yeah. And now you slice it up into tiny pieces for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like you think I- I'm an old man. I'm not going to chew this myself. Like that's. <laughs> That's how this works. That's a bridge too far, mom. You can't do that to me. We've been together 19 years. Mm-hmm. You know why this. You, why would you have <laughs> this pit down here if it isn't to grow my food? <laughs> like, give your head a shake. Come on. <laughs> Honestly, sustainable cat food solution. I'm just saying. Well, the next time the washing machine, <laughs> you know, floods the basement, I'll, we'll just, it's, Eel it's pit a sign. Eel right pit. away. Yeah. Uh, if, if you all didn't go through that quarantine phase of watching eel pit guy make an eel pit in his basement on TikTok, then we had very different quarantine experiences. And I still recommend <laughs> you go back and enjoy eel pit he's guy. St- he's still going. That eel mm-hmm. pit grows all the time. There yeah. are like little shrimpies in it now and little crabs. It's adorable. I love that man. Like, he is so wholesome in his I, little villain lair, except he doesn't seem like a real villain. I just, I, this is definitely an origin story of some sort. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Well, one of these days when The Last of Us does occur, he'll be the one person that's like fully functioning because he can build a whole ecosystem in his basement. Mm-hmm. Like that, that man's going to survive. Yeah. So really, we should be taking notes from TikTok about who are the people we need to cultivate a relationship with. One, <laughs> eel, eel pit guy. guy. Okay. Yes. Um, two, that woman that oh they yes. are very strong they are real good with their tools and they understand consent at a yes. deep and abiding level uh three that one lumberjack w- woman that yes. does thirst traps <laughs> yes oh my god yes we should be so lucky i know Ooh. oh god she's hot and i would say you're your clothes folding lady but i honestly i'm not sure much like my own skills i don't know that that's translating usefully but Look. she is hot I feel like she can do anything. And worst case scenario, you get a little eye candy. I'm I mean, bringing laundry lady. Yeah. Okay. We'll bring laundry lady. I didn't realize this. They, they will have a secondary game. And it's like, who are you fan casting in our survival scenario from <gasps> TikTok? 
that just happened, but you know that I fan cast, I take my fan cast seriously. So we're doing that next recording. We are doing that next. We should honestly, they wouldn't be able to do TikTok, let's be honest, but we should force the the men of TC to do a like draft of- Oh my God, fan casting our- survival situation survival team oh we definitely need to do that okay that's the thing that's happening are you heard it here for first listeners don't warn them no <laughs> honestly our listeners are so legit because they have never they've never told on us <laughs> i know i love you guys all I, so much i love you all so much we say all kinds of shit about tc and none of it ever gets to tc except for steve hi steve because he hi, listens steve. we love you <laughs> Oh, and we know Aaron doesn't listen because he just asked us what we thought about the science of Kitty Pride. And I was like, we covered that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I forgot that. So that's fair. that's fair. I've never forgotten the absolute uh, shame I felt when you were like, there are more than two planes. And I was like, <laughs> I know. I just wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> oh, God, that was so glorious. <laughs> I was thinking about it like a side scrolling video game. Okay, give me a break. I was like, three you know three-dimensional space <laughs> nope rejected <laughs> and let's not even talk about the fourth dimension <laughs> we can't we just can't do it we cannot do it i mean what even is time right <laughs> time we've already agreed time does not exist mm. it doesn't it's not here it's not present time urgency is of the patriarchy and i'm so feminist i just stopped using time altogether mm-hmm. huh never did get the hang of thursdays anyway Thursdays. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Except it's the day our show comes out. And that I do know. <laughs> Theoretically, though Most I'm not of sure, the time. I'm not sure how many actual Thursdays we have hit and how many random days around Thursday. Right. I would say on average, our show comes out on Thursday. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be very us if we didn't mess up the schedule. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, so we had a branding conversation the other day, which is mm-hmm. very like professional of us. Look how right. cute we are being all so cute. You know, all girly boss over here. <laughs> I, I really did start it with let's have a brand conversation because that's, I couldn't not think of it that way. <laughs> Girl boss minus the gatekeep though, shall we? Yes. Well, gaslight. Yes, we got a gaslight, but not gatekeep. We, we let anyone out. in into our cult. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The gatekeeping is that we don't let people back out. <laughs> <laughs> no one gets out alive. It's a reverse gatekeep. <laughs> I prefer a reverse gatekeep myself. So, <laughs> oh, oh my god. god! So we uh, chatted about this idea. I was listening to a podcast about podcasting because that's how deep in the weeds I am uh, as a that's- nerd deep i like it deep and they were talking about mission creep which is not the name of a first person shooter set in space (laughs) Um, but it should be (laughs) as you just pictured it as that right because it Mm. totally sounds like it Mm -hmm. mission creep and you're like a you're like a halo guy you know in that kind of armor and you're fighting little creep aliens yeah i don't know i feel like it should be more colorful than that kind of like a Fortnite universe Ooh, okay but like on a spaceship like a space opera Mm-hmm. Ooh, somebody make may mission creep. Uh, <laughs> just giving ideas away. Come on. TM TM. <laughs> yeah, TM TM. Um, but if you want to buy it from us, we we are open. To that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh so mission creep is this idea of how every organization, including podcasts, have a mission that they set out. And then um sometimes you get 
you, you get away from that. And that is called a mission creep. It's when other things creep into your mission, blah, blah, yes. blah. I learned about this idea. And then I was like, oh, we have mad mission creep over here. You think? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, their solution was you should definitely refocus. And I was like, that sounds boring. And I think we change our mission. <laughs> and so we have changed our mission. So we are no longer merely a webtoon podcast. I know you're shocked. You know, you're like, you haven't been since like day two. And I know, but now we're admitting it. <laughs> <laughs> the first step is admitting you have a problem. The first step okay? is admitting that you have a problem. The second step is changing the whole world. So your problem isn't a problem anymore. <laughs> Which I feel like is our actual mission. I agree. I agree. So we are now a Webtoons and accessible media podcast. Cheers. Cheers. So quite by accident, we have like, introduced a lot of indie books and I was thinking how webtoons are accessible because anyone can create them. Indie books are really an accessible space for a lot of people of color, a lot of queer creators, just different mm -hmm. people who might have struggles in the publishing world can just publish themselves or find a small publisher. Um, so we now do both. We do all kinds of accessible media. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that because I love the concept of accessible media, especially when it comes to reading. I was in my move um, talking to some of the movers and yeah. they were like a minute old, but legitimately, this is the best moving company I have ever encountered Aww. in my personal or professional life. Like maybe the best company, like they just so far above and beyond in terms of service. It's ludicrous. Um, I've used them a bunch of times, as I said, both for personal moves, but also like professional moves in the lab. They can handle anything. They're called brawny movers, like B-R-A-W-N-Y. Uh, I love it. <laughs> and, um, but they're like, they're so professional. They are constantly working. They never take any kind of breaks or anything like that, which is insane. But like, I mean, I'm sure they take breaks between jobs, but never when they're actually on the Wild. job with you. Um, so they're just constantly working. They're Wild. super friendly, super like on it, very strong, very professional. Like I had this thing where I was like, oh, I'm warning them like, oh, this one's really heavy. And like, you know, be careful with that one. Maybe have both, you know, two people watch your back, like all this stuff. The one guy, the oldest one of them, like, yeah, <laughs> probably actually close to my age picks up this entire like oh my god I love it cedar chest full of memorabilia wow and carries it up and down the stairs by himself I'm like oh, okay <laughs> oh my god I love that like you have to follow these guys on Instagram it's insane they're so funny like the guy who owns the the company and has started the company wonderful fella he um he's so helpful like I had to initially cancel the movers because our move fell through and we didn't have yeah. anywhere to move to. So I texted him and I was just like, I'm really sorry. I will absolutely rebook because I love you guys and I wouldn't use anybody else. Um, but since I don't have anywhere to take our stuff and put it, <laughs> yes, I'm going to have to reschedule. Um, so he texted me back immediately and was like, what can I do to help? So I, just in a totally sarcastic way, because I didn't think anything of it I was just like can you find me a place to live you know oh. and he's like I'm on it I'll get you a real estate agent what are your specs oh what are you looking God. for I'll post it on socials I'll do this whole thing <laughs> that's so cute and he 
good. He hooked us up with our real estate agent who was killer and walked us through everything. Like the two of them are the, honestly, the reason that we have a place to live now. And it's awesome. So that's amazing. I'm, I'm totally on their Instagram right now and it's adorable. It's hilarious. Um, They're like, if you don't want to carry stuff up, you know, the stairs, you're get tired walking up the stairs and just like, let us do it. Because in the time it took me to record this video, I've walked up these stairs carrying this 100 pound dumbbell. Hysterical. This is, uh, so I, last time I moved, one of my besties came and helped and she is number two in the U S of female bodybuilders. Hell yeah. Um, so I think, you know, one of my brothers was like, Oh, let me help you with that. And she goes, I don't need it. Picks up an entire bookshelf and sprints to my door. Nice. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love God. Her. Like I've been in this recovery mode since yeah. pneumonia this summer. Right. And so yeah. I'm trying to get back to the gym, trying to get back to my workouts. And I've been really kind of like happy with my progress lately. And I, I picked up my 25 pound dumbbells and I was able to do my bicep curls with them. And I was really happy with that because the bicep curls, are like my weakest move, like I can do hella chest press, hella overhand press, you know, but we know your squats are to die for. Oh, I mean, let's be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Your squats put Nightwing to shame. (laughs) I mean, like, it's not his fault. You know, women have more muscle mass in the lower half. This is you think that little twink body has all that muscle mass in his lower half? -uh. (laughs) I mean, he's doing great. He's doing great, but he's a twink. (laughs) No shade. His butt is great. It's just not at most a twunk, but yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but. But, uh, yeah, no, I was like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm still able to do my, my bicep curls at these 25s. I was happy with it. And then the, like this little, like the youngest, he must've been the youngest of the movers. And they were like, they're university students. I swear to God, like they're so young and he comes and he picks up my 25 pound dumbbell. And then he picks up the other one with the same hand. Oh my, oh my god carrying them both in the one hand i'm like i hate you <laughs> i love it i love that you found like a, just a crew of himbos to help you out this is so cute nicest crew of himbos i cannot swear by them enough i swear to god if you're even close to this area in london ontario say, you have to use them this is a highly localized recommendation but you should all go follow them on insta just really confuse them why they suddenly have international followers yes exactly i mean it's worth it there's so much fun but they yeah. are very adorable and they're sometimes they show you their like training routines and like these giant tires yeah it's really good honestly oh my god so we've been lifing quite hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we've been hard at life. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk a little bit about what you've been up to? Sure. Oh my God. So what have I been up to? What have I been up to, Brian? Oh, uh, life stuff. <laughs> lots of life stuff. <laughs> lots of life. Lots of adulting, uh, moving, trying to figure out what job I'm going to do. It looks like I'm going to be back to being a professor soon. I just don't Yay! know where. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in the fall. And then I was trying to find a summer job. And you know what, when you reach a certain level of like education, nobody wants to hire you for just a summer, which is actually kind of inconvenient. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm genuinely, and this is not even a little bit of joke. I'm going to spend the summer door dashing and doing like task rabbit. Uh-huh. Um, I honestly, I was like, you know, a break from like a high academic job sounds kind of great right now yeah so I kind of want to just help people move their houses and babysit their kids and go get their groceries and listen to my podcast as I'm working you know what I mean like yeah 
So that's what I'm going to do this summer. A bit of a brain break. I love it. Um, a full brain break. I just, I do not want to be braining any further yet. Um, and then go back to braining in the fall. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of stuff. Been doing a lot of figuring out like what comes next for me. Nothing like that's fun to talk about, but a lot of like hard work. <laughs> yeah, that, that yes. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you and I haven't even had a chance to totally talk about this and we'll definitely do it more actually off air, but I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to get a PhD and if I do, Mm -hmm. if it's going to be in psych or maybe something totally different. So I know I've got like a lot of, I've got a lot of buzzing around in my head. Um, This weekend, however, I went to a queer feminist psychology conference. Yeah. It was the best. Uh, The thing about a a queer slash feminist conference, if you've never been to one, is it's so not like an academic conference. It's hard to even even explain it's like a group therapy slash support group slash think tank slash dance party (laughs) (laughs) it's really good so some of the sessions you go and you learn and you're like just soaking up all of this feminist and queer theory and you're like ready to go apply it and you're so excited and like we had an amazing speaker i um she is the host of the fuck the system podcast nice uh so go listen to that it's all about like unfucking the way that we think about sex and purity in like western culture Mm-hmm. And often, wow, that needs unfucking. I know. And then like she she lives by radical disrespectability politics, which oh, I'm obsessed with. You all have to go listen to her. She's amazing. So like she was she set the tone. She was our keynote. And she set the tone for the whole weekend of just like, how do we be less respectable? How do we be more radical? How do we make our lives make other people's lives difficult, but in the best way? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, take up space, be loud, be noisy, be vulgar even. Like Mm -hmm. it was amazing. I loved it so much. Um, So it was that. And then we had lots of sessions where it was like group therapy, where we all talked about different things. Like I went to a fat queer uh, like group talk where we all kind of processed our thoughts on fatness and thinness and diet culture. Um, I ran one where we all kind of processed what it's like to be a queer clinician, which was very fun. It was stuff like that. A lot of crying, a lot of telling a group full of strangers, your deepest, most insecurities, um, but then leaving feeling good. (laughs) And then we all ended it with a dance party where we danced our asses off. I literally couldn't walk for like three full days, but it was amazing. So worth it to see a bunch of feminists from ages like 18 to literally like 78 dancing to WAP. I was like, yes, we are in it. (laughs) Yeah. And there's something about using your body like that, that is cathartic in the most incredible way. It is genuinely a radical act of like reclamation to do that, to, you know, I I was talking to this one incredible uh, black woman feminist the next day who was like, that is just as much part of it as every bit of like learning we did this weekend Mm -hmm. is that taking up space, that being in your body and present with your body in a room full of people with like no insecurity about how you look or what's happening or who's dancing with who. It was just all of us together. And it was like a little, it's a conference where there was no more than 200 people at any given time. So you, you got to know everybody in a real way. So like, you know, I made friends that are now texting me and stuff like that. And you know, little, little queer group formed of just like every gay there. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it was delightful. And that sounds kind of glorious. I, I, it was. And I got to talk about gender readings in Batman, which yeah. was so legit. Uh, I had an absolute blast. It was so much fun. And everyone got so serious about it, but not like, not like boring serious, but like they were so into it Yeah, and they were thinking it through and applying different gender theories to it. It was so fun. Uh, and I'm definitely going to make it into a several, several episode series over on go of, uh, the Gotham Outsiders Academy. So yes. Yeah. I'm excited. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> I love that so much. It was so lit. I loved it so much. <laughs> God, I miss dancing. I know. Oh my God. It's always one of my favorite things to do is just go out dancing, have yeah. like just enough to drink yeah. to be able to close my eyes yeah. in a public place yeah. and just 100% let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I miss that. They just don't make spaces like that for people my age. <laughs> yeah. I think they're, I mean, I think they are, there are some, but they're hard. They're really hard to find. And, and they're and all gay. Like, yeah. you know, I was going to say, as I mean, you know, what isn't gay? Well, um, and the, I mean, yes, absolutely. And <laughs> like, that was, gay, that though. was absolutely a like positive as opposed to any kind of. Oh like, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Um, obviously on this show, if we saw something gay, it's a compliment. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not clear. So on TikTok, I just saw, you know, sometimes they'll post those old commercials that we all like get nostalgic about. Did you ever see the Hillary Duff don't say gay one? <laughs> no. I was sending it to you because this was my childhood. It was like a PSA because I don't know if you remember that period in time, or maybe it didn't hit Canada and maybe we're lucky, but in the US where people would be like, that's so gay when they met bad yeah no it hit Canada unfortunately so there was this commercial where it's literally Hillary Doff and she just stops them and she's like in her full like Lizzie McGuire like that is not okay you cannot <gasps> say that you don't say gay when you mean bad what would you would you like it if they're like bad style girl every time they met bad and she's like oh. <laughs> it's so good it's Lives that's amazing in my head and somebody just posted it to tiktok it was like everyone remember this cultural reset we all had when hillary duff told us not to say gay that way i love that okay well i mean the cultural reset we had in canada mm-hmm. was absolutely the house hippo i'm I sure I don't know what you're talking about no we haven't shown that to you yet i'm no. sure I'm, oh my god okay you have to Google this okay. for me. You have to look hippo. at this. It's the house hippo. Um, and if it doesn't immediately come up, it'd be like, you can do house hippo Canada or house hippo Canadian advertisement. Commercial. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm watching it. <laughs> so while Chris watches this and I'm trusting all of you to be out there Googling this as well, but Basically, this is a little PSA that they put together because you have to have CanCon on all Canadian TV. And it is to train people to not just immediately believe everything you see on TV, even if it is hard not to because TV spent so much time raising us. This is terrible. Yeah, it's amazing. And everybody, everybody in my generation wants a house hippo. That's amazing. Well, since I'm doing this live watch of this, uh, you're gonna have to watch the Hillary Duff one too. Okay. <laughs> I will I will react to this while you're looking that up. Um, so we see a hippo, and the hippo is like mouse size, 
-hmm. and it's in a cat's house and it is a warning about hippos in your house and I kind of uh, I want one too. Like uh, a mouse sized hippo is maybe my dream. Right. I am at this moment learning. Yeah. And they survive on the uh, crumbs from peanut butter toast. I did see that. Yeah. That was pretty great. You gotta not, you gotta put your peanut butter toast away y'all. <laughs> and they live in the fluff from pillows. <laughs> they make their nests. Yeah. So. Okay. Did you find your Hillary Duff? Don't I say did. Good. Yes. Okay. So I will talk about it while you're watching it. All right. <laughs> so Bronwyn is currently watching a video of Hillary Duff making fun of somebody's fashion to teach them to not bully gay people. Uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Hillary Duff was uh, and remains my absolute queen. So I love her. She's everything. If you, <laughs> I can just barely hear her over the mic. It go so gay. Yep. <laughs> uh she's everything I I love her this is glorious it's so good right it's like way overacted and I love it so much um (laughs) that's so girl wearing a skirt (laughs) yeah as a top and then the other girl just goes you kind of (laughs) are yeah (laughs) I mean she is but (laughs) she is is. that was that was very early 2000s wearing a skirt as a top Better than wearing a top as a skirt, which I have also seen. True. Hey, sometimes you just can't tell what something is meant to be. Okay. (laughs) Look, and you know what? No judgment. No judgment. You do you. No judgment, except on that girl because she said gay. Like, yeah. Well, yes. This is it, though. If you ain't hurting folk, you do you. If you are hurting folk, I judge you harshly. Right. That's not okay. Exactly. Exactly. (sighs) Should we play our game? I love that. I was about like, so should we get started? Oh God. (laughs) Yes, hit me with a game. Okay. So this is a game that I like to call name that trope. Oh no. Okay. All right. Really get into this. Name it. (laughs) Um, So while you might think, okay, what what I this is a game where I'm gonna tell you a trope and you have to figure out what the name is. No, in fact, this is a game in which I'm gonna tell you a trope that doesn't have a name. Oh you and I are gonna try to finally sort it out oh my god (laughs) we are solving problems tonight we are giving back to people really is what's happening in this moment i'm here for Um, it and this entirely started with my genuine and full-hearted belief that we've finally got to figure out what hand an unlovable hand slash i love you so much just let me love you is going to be called love you (laughs) in unlovable hand (laughs) in a little hand we have got to name this sucker because (laughs) it's possible that that name gets longer every time we say yeah every single time yeah yeah so now is our time to name this trope okay name that trope but no really (laughs) name it (laughs) it's important that you say the whole name because like an episode of bojack that is the whole name (laughs) oh my god i love it so are we starting there or are you gonna yeah we're starting we're starting there and then we will move on to the other ones that i think need names all right okay all right so just love just let me love you in unlovable hand yes Um, oh my god just let me love you yeah dear lord byron just (laughs) let me love you (laughs) in unlovable hand in unlovable hand yes um okay so um 
So we like, let's, let's take a look at trope yeah. names here then. Yes. So we have hand and unlovable hand. We have yes. grumpy sunshine. Yes. We have one bed. We have uh, fake boyfriends. We mm-hmm. have um, marriage of convenience. Mm-hmm. We have um, um, enemies to lovers. Yes, exactly. Friends to lovers, idiots in love. All of these have one thing in common. Brevity. <laughs> Brevity. This is our struggle because our our I would say signature trope at this point on the show has no brevity. <laughs> yes. But I would say none of them have more than like three words. Yes. Right? So like, I think we need to boil down each aspect into one word so we can mash them together. I love it. So okay. what so a hand and unlovable hand comes from i'm gonna go full etymology it comes from the mountain goat song no children i don't know if you know this but mm-hmm. uh there's a there's a song all about like a fucked up relationship and everyone's favorite line in it is i am drowning um there's no sign of land you're coming down with me hand an unlovable hand <laughs> yeah all right yes So that's where it's coming from. It's this idea of, I think, I think it is transformed into, it's not that you're necessarily are unlovable and probably you aren't. No. Right. But you feel deeply unlovable. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So we have somebody who feels deeply unlovable Mm -hmm. with someone who desperately wants to love them. Yeah. Okay. So I would say that a lot of times that desperately wants to love them, it's like it's like they're both have the same problem in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, unlovable hand person, and am I picturing Ollie and Park? Yes, I'm picturing Ollie and Park during this conversation. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, Ollie is Park. I just said Ollie and Park. No, I, I know <laughs> Cooper and Cooper Park, and Park. Yeah, uh, in this moment, uh, Cooper is obviously unlovable hand, and Park is oh my god, let me love you. Um, so, you know, the one is clearly like, I am insecure, so I'm prickly. The other one is I am insecure. So I will focus on you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to look at the stuff that's driving me. Yeah. So I'll focus all of my attention, all of my love, all of my everything. Coming full circle, I would just like to point out for all of my Enneagram girlies, um, this is a two in love with a four. (laughs) (laughs) I just need you to know, Broadway, I was in deep in Enneagram lore for a while. (laughs) I kind of want to call this Kitten and Tomcat, to be honest. Kitten and Tomcat? Yeah. Sorry, you said lyrics, um, and I immediately went to Tom Waits. That's cute. Yeah. But I, I feel like Kitten and Tomcat too doesn't me, it quite almost, get there. It almost sounds like an age gap. Romance. That's true. <laughs> you know, that's it true. makes me think. It makes me think. Uh, uh, what do they call it? A uh, spring and winter? No, that's yeah. not it. Is that it? Winter uh, spring. What is it called? Do you know what I mean? May called? November. May November. Thank you. Yep. A May November. Yep. Side note: I feel like Kitten and Tomcat is a better name than May November. <laughs> <laughs> And it's changed. (laughs) Motion (laughs) passed. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. But I mean, like, I feel like we should be able to find something in Tom Waits lyrics. I'm sitting here looking at some of the old ones, you know, like grapefruit moon, one star shining, shining down on me. 
mm. heard that tune and now I'm pining honey can't you see because mm. every time I hear that melody well something breaks inside and the grapefruit moon with one star shining can't turn mm. back the tide mm. well I know for a fact that your uh let me love you side definitely thinks you belong among the wildflowers so right Please tell me yeah. that was an actual Tom Waits reference I just made because I pulled it out of my ass. <laughs> I mean, it that man is prolific. It definitely is. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to double check. <laughs> uh- <laughs> now I'm like, was it? Because I really wasn't looking. You're actually Googling and I just- I am actually. Out. I mean, to be fair, I'm Googling stuff I already really know so that I can be quite precise. But- <laughs> It was Tom Petty, y'all. I was wrong. That's Ah, amazing. Okay, but in my defense, the lyrics sound similar. It sounds like it could have been Tom Waits, but it wasn't. It wasn't Tom Waits. It was Tom Petty. It was a different Tom. (laughs) I deeply want to use Ice Cream Man at some point, though. We're going to have to find this way. Yeah, I do like it. I used to sing it to Steve all the time, if I'm being honest. That's so cute. <laughs> oh, and it'd wait and wait until you hear it or read the lyrics. Oh, God. I'll be clicking by your house about two forty-five. Sidewalk Sunday, strawberry surprise. I got a cherry popsicle right oh. on time. A big stick, mama, that'll blow your mind. <laughs> Good lord! Because <laughs> I'm the ice cream man. Oh my god! I'm a one man band. I'm the ice cream man, honey. I'll be good to you. <laughs> sir i know (laughs) all right i'm gonna put the lyrics away we can do this we can do this it's hard because okay so we've broken down our elements yeah what is the essential thing that is in the i feel unlovable uh what is what is that (laughs) i Uh, mean insecurity but like that's too vague yes um like crushing self-esteem issues uh-huh. um to quote another lyric we'll go olivia rodriguez and it's just ego crushed so severe <laughs> god it's brutal out here <laughs> <laughs> um how about trauma response <laughs> uh traumatized ex-healer i mean <laughs> oh god um, but it's both oh okay, okay 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 so if we're doing just let me love you in lovable hand in unlovable hand unlovable this hand. is definitely um like healer and or like this is doctor patient it kind of is doctor patient right yeah it's Like that's not it. That's not it because I still think that because it, that that doesn't cover the whole like. But it's there. We're there. But we're there. Like, we're close. Like the, this. We're at the cusp of something. Yeah. This is like the healer chasing the trauma. Like there's something. There's got to be like something about the trauma there. Like trauma response or the you know like yeah. Hmm. You know that there are people out there listening to this once we release it that are going, oh my God, it's this. And it's so obvious. <laughs> I know. And I love that for you all. And you're probably right. So tweet. By all means, us. please. Um, <laughs> um, I feel like it's like, <laughs> my brain just went, it's team trauma response. <laughs> it is like complimentary trauma response. It is. Right? Like it's yeah. my trauma response connect to your trauma response 
I mean, it really is matching baggage. <laughs> matching baggage. Wait, <laughs> let's call it that. Okay. I like that. <laughs> matching baggage. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Matching baggage. Okay. We got it, y'all. We cracked Excellent. the code. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Nobody gets out of trauma without baggage. You just nobody want to find does. somebody with a matching set. You just want somebody's baggage who matches your baggage. Exactly. A, a pot for every lid, as Brownwin is wont to say. Exactly. <laughs> Which I got from my aunties, the daisies, mm-hmm. <laughs> describing Steve and I. <laughs> yes. You know, there's just a pot for every lid. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Um Okay, so wow, you're writing these I, down though, right? I did, I did. Okay. I just went down a whole brain spiral and I was like, how does the pot for every lid work for poly people? You have interchangeable lid pots or? Yeah, it's like those um, those sets that come with like multiple things inside them, right? Like, oh, like, like your bento box that you can, mo- <laughs> yeah, you know, fit yeah, into yeah. different like mix iterations. And match, yeah. A mix and match bento box of mm-hmm. romance. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God, that would be a good episode title too. <laughs> god okay so my next one um is i think a variant a variation on grumpy sunshine that needs its own title okay because i feel like i've seen so much of it and i just i I love it it's exquisite it feeds me and i want to be more clear because like i love i love sunshine grumpy but every once in a while i don't want sunshine grumpy i want whatever those motherfuckers uh eric and charles have (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Yes. All right. Because it's like, it's grumpy sunshine where grumpy is like possibly going to commit a genocide and sunshine is actually like not that good of a guy either. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like one is socially acceptable chaos and another is socially unacceptable chaos. And they're just so exquisite together. And it's like, it's like enemies to lovers, but it's not because it's enemies and lovers simultaneously. (laughs) Well, I think you just nailed it. Enemies and lovers. Enemies and lovers. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Enemies and lovers. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Because anyone who's calling Charles Xavier sunshine is probably not reading enough (laughs) X-Men. I know, but he like... He's sun, he's sunshine passing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, the perception that the world in X-Men has of him is sunshine. Yeah. You know that the kids that he has perpetually tormented, I'm looking at you, RIP Scott Summers. And this is why (laughs) I will forever defend Scott Summers because that child was gaslit, gatekeeped and girl bossed his way to trauma. (laughs) Yeah, he really was. I mean, Um, he was. He was, that poor guy, that poor guy. I saw this thing on uh, Tumblr that was like, the old X-Men comics are all, uh, hi Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to pause for a second? Yes. Awesome okay hi you you won't have noticed this well i guess you will all have noticed that i screamed hey steve and then everything stopped for a minute um (laughs) we had a like brief uh a tangent here and then we started talking about something and then we were like ah why are we not recording this it was good (laughs) now we're back we started talking about pronouns um, yeah in so far as like they are beautiful and weird and all over the place and Mm -hmm. yeah 
So what were you, you were about to drop some fine, fine knowledge on us, Bronwyn. So go for it. Well, I just, I mean, I'm like, this is solely my perspective informed only by my experience. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm happy for, not just open to, but happy for feedback from anyone who would experience otherwise, or, you know, feels differently for any reason that it's great to have that kind of feedback. So you can have a dialogue about stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Right. So my perspective is I chose Mm -hmm. to deliberately be female. Like Mm -hmm. I remember that decision-making process. I remember the pros and cons of it. I just, Oh my God. That's so Bronwyn of you. Right. I mean, (laughs) I am what I am. That's a Bronwynanization of gender. And I love it. The more Okay, so the actual autism sort of diagnosis process has been very recent, but the truth of it is not. (laughs) Yes, we were just talking about the idea of Aussie gender, um, which for people who don't know, is this uh, is a way of describing kind of um, some people with autism understand gender differently. And so some people have started defining themselves as Aussie gender, as understanding gender in a totally neurodivergent way. And wow, does that resonate with me? Oh, Nelly. Because I definitely have elements of myself that I consider feminine and elements of myself that I consider masculine and elements of myself that I consider genderless. Mm -hmm. So, and like, to me, they're all very specific parts of me Mm -hmm. that I can identify individually and, you know, access. And (laughs) so, you know, but I decided to quite specifically identify with the feminine. Yeah. And then kind of just, design my I don't know ethos around that I guess you know Mm -hmm. and that helped me a lot with interacting with people and society and things like that just so that I could I had something specific to nail down as my starting point right Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but the whole concept of the gender binary is honestly I mean a it's obviously incredibly flawed yeah I mean, it's incredibly flawed from a lot of different perspectives. I think it's incredibly flawed from every perspective, to be yeah. honest. A hundred percent, yes. Like, you know, it fell out of the wrong tree and hit every branch on the way down. <laughs> so putting that out there. But it's also incredibly, to my mind, mm. ethnocentric. Yeah, absolutely it is. Because there are a lot of societies outside of the sort of North American first world perspective that we um, have kind of been raised in mm-hmm. that accept way more yeah. than one, than two genders. Like yeah, they have names, they have other concepts. Like, and this is not just a new thing. Obviously, like oh, re- no. very much not a new thing. Like, okay, talk to any indigenous person you've ever met. Yes. They will talk to you about more than one gender. Like yeah. this is I- not new. It's not even new in terms of humanity like this is mm-hmm. a part of nature there are so many species out there that are like they can gender switch depending on oh, yeah. the population needs they can you know like they don't gender express until later in life they don't like oh yeah gender is strictly a factor of population i i want to say some genetics and and luck and what you make of it like it's not like there's so much going into this here that you can't say oh it's this or it's it's not it's not and right even if you just break it down to like okay I'm only going to look at it from this one particular chromosomal perspective 
okay, it's just these two things. It's X, 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 Y. <laughs> nope, you're still wrong. <laughs> no. Completely wrong. Like, yeah. I've seen that data, man. I'm oh, sorry. God. It's just, there it's is not even close. Absolutely baller article that was put out by the uh, American Psychological Association, which was breaking down the like, like six elements of gender that we have binaryized right uh and why that's wrong and it goes it's like hormones genetics mm-hmm. uh brain structures body structure like it goes through all of these physical aspects and it shows the research that's like but it's never been just two no. in anything any Not of in, them. even if you only take one of those six contributing factors yeah. and only look at that one in isolation yeah. which is always silly but people right. do it all the time to simplify the science right 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 Even if you just look at one it's still not correct I know this makes me crazy and I'm using that word in a I I think it actually harms our mental health so I'm using yeah. it correctly for the yeah. record so I know we don't we don't use crazy to mean bad but what I am actually saying like, it makes me crazy exactly um that the, so this article came out in 2018 and it was from the major psychological organization in all of the U.S. and yet that article was buried and not put into textbooks and completely ignored and it makes me actually like mentally unwell mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> so it's banana pants like, and yeah so in conclusion uh she they he everybody that's me <laughs> yeah it, and honestly like I do identify as she yeah because I made that choice yeah but I will never be annoyed by right. pro by any kind of pronoun yeah and I, I think I'm like, we were talking about this off air, but I think I would be totally fine with any pronoun, except that I don't want to say any pronoun. Cause I know that people will immediately default to she, if I say that. Yeah. Whereas I'm then, okay with that because I don't mind the default she. Yeah, that's fine. And I don't, I don't mind. Like I, there's a lot of she in me. That's why I didn't get rid of it. Yeah. But there, I don't like that people then think there's only that if I don't clarify, which is also stupid. Like I, I shouldn't have to clarify for you to, you know, not assume things about me, I guess. Yeah. But here we are. We're in a very, we live in a society to quote the Joker. <laughs> I want you to know that repeatedly during my Batman uh, and gender thing, I just repeatedly kept saying we live in a society because the one super Batman fan was giggling every time I did it. Oh my God. And then finally I had to, I had to let the rest of the room in on that was a reference to the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a society, people. Uh, I know. And you just sit there and you just wait. A society of, a society that, yeah, just a society, a society that, you know. Just a society. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, Lord Byron, yeah. you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> there was a man that didn't live in a society. <laughs> he was society. He was society. He was disrupting. He was, you know, just coming in to make everyone's day worse. And I he love that about queer, him. He was the queer, you know, chaos goblin of his time. He really, so. he really was a Loki variant and you yeah. can never convince me otherwise. Hard same. <laughs> so, uh, so that's the game. <laughs> I love it. Prompts and then talked about gender for 10 minutes, you know, again, again <laughs> extremely on brand. Thank you. So if anyone wants us to play that game again and solve your, what is this trope problems? You should absolutely tweet and or hive and or Insta at us and uh, let us know what, thing you want us to name because we're great at this so (laughs) 
let us do it. Let us. Oh yeah. Let us do it. <laughs> we will absolutely overthink it, but that's what you're yeah. here for. That's so. what you come here for. I just want everyone to know that Steve came in a minute ago and asked if we were almost done and we both laughed. <laughs> like we have yet to start. the <laughs> Like he's so pretty. God, I love that man. We're going to literally get to the end and be like, we never started the episode. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so should we talk what? about what we've been reading, listening to, and watching lately? I think we should. Let's do it. So Bronwyn, mm-hmm. have you read over a hundred books yet? <laughs> okay. You didn't have to come at me that hard. <laughs> the answer is yes, y'all. <laughs> Look, Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I have read over hundred <laughs> books. Okay. It is uh, currently March 8th <laughs> when we are recording this. I just want everyone to like process that it's only the third month and it's not even halfway through. Look, okay. Some of us dissociate <laughs> by reading. B- book in hand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I... I, I'm in therapy. All right. <laughs> if that's the illness, I hope that you never get better in that regard. Because right? It's like awesome. there are worse coping mechanisms. Okay. What an I, what a unhinged thing I just said to you. Nobody clip that out of context. <laughs> I hope you never get better. <laughs> this is my therapist friend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm such a good therapist. Oh my God. So funny. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, to be fair, some of to them are fair. short stories. <laughs> to okay. Be fair. okay. I now know that that's a reference to Letter Kenny. I've been your friend for so long, and I only learned that from TikTok. No, seriously? I didn't know. I didn't know what to, and I was scared to ask. <laughs> oh my God, we do that like every coven. Meeting. I know. And I didn't know what it was, and I was afraid I should already know. So I didn't say. <laughs> You're adorable. I can't believe you let any kind of fear stop you from asking a question especially in our context honestly shocking considering how little shame i have that every once in a while it pops up in these very specific ways that's really funny (laughs) i thought i thought there was a a good a fair chance that it was a reference to princess bride i wasn't remembering Mm. and i was gonna be so embarrassed if i asked the question and there and you were like princess bride so i just never asked no no that's fair i would also feel embarrassed about that so but you're you're clear you're you're good good. it's letter kenny i've never seen letter kenny so i feel okay about not having known that reference yes Somebody posted just the to be fairs, like a compilation of them the other day on TikTok. And I was like, oh my God, it's this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty glorious. <laughs> it's especially funny when they do their own compilation of to be fairs. Yeah. Very cute. So. And when they like, like, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. Oh my God. So uh, I was going, before I realized you'd read a hundred books, I was going to be like, do you want to quickly run down your list? But like, you don't want that. No. Nobody wants that. Nobody um, wants that. Do you want to highlight a few? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am on. So we have a spreadsheet called yeah. Kristen Bronwyn's 2003 sexy reading spreadsheet, because of course we do. Of course we do. And I'm madly updating it. Like it's still not even close. I know you're only at 60 on here. You're missing like 40 some books. <laughs> yeah. Most like still, like I'm still trying to get through some of the audio book or the um, ebooks that I've read and I haven't even started it. on the audio book. Incredible. Incredible. So 
Um, okay, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Okay, Rookie Mistake was amazing. Oh my God, we both read Rookie Mistake. I, I found this one, a, a hockey book I found. What? I know. <laughs> so good. Babel, another one you found. Yes, one of the best was, books I've ever read. That was on my top of last year. If you all go back to that episode. Yeah, really, 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 really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, I have found recently a little um, series. The two books are out and the third one is coming out this year. And it is the uh, Dead Draw series. Oh. It's like a, called the Bishop series or something like that by Layla Rain. And it is freaking adorable and I cannot it's like a little marriage of convenience but between like FBI agent type mm. people um but it still manages to be like a cab <laughs> oh yeah I'm really highlighting like some of the um kind of corruption involved and yeah, yeah. it's 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 quite on point and so one of them is a single dad and they lost his wife but he you know and so he hadn't really yeah. kind of been dating in a long time and uh, the other one is uh, like unlucky in love and the last Aww. two people he fell in love with fell in love with other people in front of him and, like, my god and it's just like this whole kind of like they do this marriage of convenience to try and catch their bad guy that they have and it turns into this real relationship but then there's like the actual kind of mystery is mm-hmm. really engaging and um keeps coming in at the to be dramatic at the last second and you don't know who's going to be the bad guy you know who all the good guys are like you you know who you can trust so there's not like it's not super super angsty which is nice yeah but it's really it's a fun mystery and the characters are great and yeah yeah, just the right spice level and oh it's super queer I just added it obviously yeah. So I'm really enjoying that one. Um, I have, I've read a bunch of weird stories like there where I was just like, I'm going to give this a shot because it's banana pants and it's yeah. gay romance. And I love that. But a couple of them are just like, there is no reason that this story should work. And somehow it does. And I don't know why. <laughs> Can you give an example of that? Uh, yes. Okay. So um, Brave and Beautiful by Elizabeth Varlett. Uh, it's a very strange little story, um, about, but it, like, it should, it shouldn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't work on paper. It's a, it's about this, like, alpha male type with these, like, running away from his problems, trauma response. He just won't deal with anything. He's not talking, you know, like, whatever. He he literally runs away from everything. So he's, like, the worst, you know? Yeah. But somehow still manages to be an engaging main character, which I do not know how. Uh I don't. And the other one is like a totally, totally different version of masculinity. Uh-huh. Actually kind of um, like the, the, the one MC, the alpha male type actually mistakes him for a woman the first time they mm. meet. Okay. And then when he sees him again, he sees that he's a man because he sees him without a shirt. And mm. so the, the one guy is like, all upset because he's like yeah I don't have boobs okay whatever I'm sorry and he's but he's expecting this guy to be like angry at him and take him take it out on him violently because Mm. he was attracted to a man man and he thought he was a woman right right but for the alpha male type who is actually bisexual this actually was a more of a turn on Ooh, okay okay all of the things that he thought were beautiful in a woman are much more engaging to him 
when it's got this sort of like, oh no, it's it's actually a man. And so the sort of more effeminate presenting man is a dancer. Um, he oh, has this, this hugely traumatic backstory, but he has this little like the um, it's like almost like a, uh, a like a dance troupe. And they dance in like gay bars and and drag shows and, and things like that. Are they the sassy boys? They are the sassy boys. That is the name of the series, yep. y'all. Sassy boys. And I love it. <laughs> and it is adorable. And it's really sweet. But like this, this, the, the sassy boys all have these like horrifically traumatic backstories that are somehow handled gracefully. Oh, and they have this really clear bond between them and they all like they all go to therapy they all have this like oh yeah yeah it's really beautiful like some like they're in one of them's in rehab and they're trying to be there for him and like it's this whole thing and this uh alpha male guy is like well you know my trauma is I lost my family but I have this all this loving family supporting me and I just haven't really dealt with my shit and maybe I should do that and maybe like but they never actually make it like well my trauma is worse than yours so suck it up princess it's it's never like that (laughs) I love that so I, like every step of the way where it's like, this should really suck. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. I got to the end of the book. I'm like, why did I enjoy that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just added it. So it's a lot happened. of fun. That happened. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, I obviously I'm reading the invisible life of Addie LaRue because you what, recommended what? it. What a fascinating story about time and permanence and appreciation for what you have and what's important. Oh my God. I, it is honest to God, so shocking that I liked this book, but I feel that like everyone I've recommended it to, I always go like, look, you're going to think you're not going to like it. And then you're going to love it. (laughs) Oh, it's (laughs) Um, such an interesting presentation. But like, what could be more uh triggering for my fear of abandonment than not oh, being remembered my god it the thought occurred the shit out of me while yeah. I was reading it because I was like this is my nightmare but just like I can't explain how good and healing and wonderful that book is despite it like literally taking all of my insecurities and right yeah oh yeah. my god yeah. And then like you meet the character who I guess I've you finished it or no? No, I'm almost like I'm about halfway. You've yeah. met Henry then. Yes. yes. Yeah. So you meet the character who everyone loves him, but it's not it, it's never real. It's right. all magic. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hey, an- another fear. The idea that people don't really like you. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. It's just it's it's an intensely interesting story. Yes, it is. Yeah. And it's okay. such an interesting presentation. I like the whole thing. Yeah. I know. Oh my God. The writing is so good. And just, uh, I, I actually, I don't like time travel books usually, but I do like time spanning books. It turns out like when, for some reason, a character is immortal, they're there a long time and it, you know, goes through different periods Mm -hmm. with that character. I do like that. It turns out. Um, so I, I like the exploration of immortality when it's done in an interesting way. Like this, I think. Yes, exactly. I will say I hated Tuck Everlasting. That book made me sad. (laughs) I don't think I ever actually read that. Oh, lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it is a very, very famous book. And I think, you know, that author has plenty of money. I don't feel bad saying that about it. (laughs) No, fair enough. Um, I think if I was going to just sort of talk about like the highlights of the rest of my list. (laughs) I have been reading Tal Bauer, Riley Hart, 
Rachel Reed, Eden Finley, and Felice Stevens. A lot. A lot. I'm addicted to these people. Like you're down deep. <laughs> yeah. Like when, I mean, for me, when I find a book where I like the style and I like the characters and I really enjoyed myself, I will go and see what else that author has written. Yeah. I've fallen down a few holes. Yeah. I love I'm it. Deeply, deeply, deeply down an Eden Finley hole. And I'm really enjoying this. Oh, I haven't even, no, you haven't even, I, cause I did a lot of that, <laughs> but I did a lot of that by audio. So oh, hilarious. That's yeah, really there, there's, there's a, there's a number of those still coming. Um, I will say you're welcome because I introduced you to Eden Finley and then you proceeded yep. to read all of them. And I have only read the like two. <laughs> yeah. And I had to force you to read the second. <laughs> I know. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. But it was so funny. So yeah. And I, so I did this. So so the Eden Finley stuff is hilarious because Chris introduced me to mm-hmm. egotistical puck boy because yes, of everybody the title. knows <laughs> I am a big fan of a hockey romance. And right? a bad pun. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, and I introduced you to it having not read it. I was just like, look at this cover and this title. You've got to read this and tell me how it is. <laughs> And so I then read that one. I read the next one. I read the next one. I'm still waiting for the next one. Oh, was- and, you and then are... I was like, oh, I love this. Oh, look, there's ones before it. So I read the series uh-huh. before that one. And then I told Chris, you have to read those. Uh-huh. And I read all five of those. And then I found that there's a series before that one. Mm-hmm. And I read all of those. And then there's spinoff series from that, all in the same universe. <laughs> yes. Yes. You, so you're I'm, in deep. I'm so in deep. I cannot. I love them so much. Oh, my God it's hilarious like so this yeah it's like there's a lot of hockey romance there's a lot of hockey romance but it started with this like fake boyfriends rom- like kind of I love it and so like the first couple of books in the fake boyfriends um sort of group of stories yes. legitimately has fake boyfriends in it by the end of the five there it's a little bit like <laughs> are they though well I mean, they're still fabulous and I love them. And there's like, it, they're so good. But it's sort of like, you're reaching a bit for the fake boyfriends thing there. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it to you, but you're reaching. Uh, I love it. But then there's spinoffs into the famous line. So there's four books in the famous, which is from a like, it's boy bands. Oh, there's like Yeah. So there's a boy band and you see, you get to meet the different guys in the boy band. And then from there, there's a spinoff into the Mike Bravo company, which is the uh, LGBTQ friendly private black ops company hysterical i love it oh my god so much fun <laughs> and they interact and then... <laughs> oh my god everything's connected i love that so much oh my god i'm dying it's so much fun so every time you're like oh i know this character. why do i know this oh because you were introduced to this characters 18 books ago <laughs> have they come up since no <laughs> irrelevant doesn't matter their main character now <laughs> that is so cute yeah i love it i think the only one on your list that i haven't read is felice stevens so uh what am i missing out on because it looks like you love these i do i love these these are like there's one or two of hers that i i was like nah that wasn't quite as engaging as the mm-hmm. others but honest to god they're all very consistent very cute. The tropes are well done. The characters are engaging. The story is fun. They're easy to read. Are they sports? Are they just contempt romance? Contempt romance, like grumpy sunshine. Uh, Yeah. Stuff like that. Oh, very cute. Yeah. Yeah. There's a one that's a whodunit. 
Um, Cute. Yeah, you like the one you'll you like. There's one there where there's a social media influencer who, <laughs> yeah, who gets like brutally dumped by his oh. boyfriend, and he goes off the rails a bit, and then he talks to a therapist who's like, "Oh, honey, maybe get out of the scene for a minute." <laughs> take a break let's 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 take a breath <laughs> so he goes out of the country and he's just like this is gonna be terrible i hate everything and then he really ends up getting to know the guy who runs the bed and breakfast and they fall in love uh, and the whole thing and yeah it's adorable. oh my god if yeah. my therapy advice made someone fall in love in a small town i would probably retire i would be like that's it i've peaked <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> um one that i the list Ooh. was a hurt comfort that I legitimately oh. low-key cried through the whole third act because it was so cute I'm listening <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know I love a hurt comfort right oh god beautiful mistake oh my god second chance romance I just was like <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah they're really cute good. yeah so if you want to get in your feels a little but know that it's going to end well Felice yes. Stevens Okay. I'm down. Yeah. Hmm. What have you been reading? Um, well, first of all, I had a quick question. Oh yeah. Hit me. Uh, your reading goals for this year, how are they going? Like my bingo card? Yeah. That was the only one you made, right? I was trying to remember if you made a reading goal during our, uh, I have to go back and listen. Did you have any goals when we did our year end review? Uh, I think beat the number of books I read last That's year. That's what it and was, okay. So yeah, to beat my um my webtoon. Webtoon number. Mm-hmm. You're certainly well on your way to beat your number of books. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about webtoons, but for sure books. <laughs> yeah, I, I may have to up my webtoon game because I've been reading a lot of books. Fair, fair. Um, Not that your- I haven't been keeping up to date with my webtoons, but. Sure. And your books, you're a bingo card. How's that going? I've knocked a couple off my list. Oh yeah, what have you done? Well, I'm reading- Addie LaRue and I'm also I haven't finished yet but I'm I'm getting there with Black Prism oh we've got to talk that it's been a while since we've talked Black Prism so we exactly exactly so I'm enjoying that um oh what else did I start I started uh oh and I don't know if this is on my list or on yours I couldn't remember but I started (laughs) reading it anyway uh (laughs) fair actually I should say um started listening to it um the uh, Rin um Chupaca the um yeah the bone witch the bone witch that's yes, on which, my list but i think okay. we decided to read it together so we did. Yes. yeah so i'm knocking that one out uh which is amazing it's so interesting so far i'm really enjoying it good how else i picked up a couple of things off that list there you go i know right i love it I love how about it. you You're crushing it all right uh do you want me to do my goals first and then i'll transition into my reading yeah we do that okay i have completed one book off the bingo card which it's three months in and this is me so this is actually not bad i think impressive <laughs> which one i read fable which i loved so Yay! much that was really fun Brian i'm so glad you loved it a, a mostly straight book and i enjoyed it <laughs> there were yeah, days, not though, entirely straight but mostly there were straight. days there were yeah. days in that book um, it was really cute. I liked it a lot. I haven't read the second one yet, but I did I did enjoy it and I probably will go on and read more of it. Awesome. Um, and I definitely started something, but now I'm like, what did I start? Oh, The Kingdom of the Wicked. I am oh, yes. like halfway into that. Awesome. So not far onto my bingo card, but I'll get there. I, <laughs> I believe I believe in me. I'm also doing the reading glasses challenge, which is from the Reading Glasses podcast. Ooh. Uh, and their challenge was read a novella give a book a second chance, read a book with disability representation, 
read a library recommendation, uh, read somebody else's favorite book, and then track the countries your books take place in, which is I've been doing. um, And it's mostly not this world. But anyway, uh, a lot of mine were like fantasy country. Yep. Go to a library event. Figure out what what tropes are in your doghouse, aka the ones you don't read ever. All right. <laughs> um, read with background music and go to an author interview. And so far, I have read a novella and I've been tracking the countries. So okay. Not bad, I think. I've actually managed to do a couple of those accidentally. I love that. Yeah, you've done a bunch of novellas I saw. Mm-hmm. My other two goals, the ones I actually said on our episode where I wanted to read at least 23 advanced readers, mm-hmm. I have read two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not too bad though. Again, we're three months in. True. <laughs> so I read Dear Medusa, which broke me. That book is so good. It mm. is a story in verse um, about sexual assault, like a recovery and kind of processing that through identifying with the character of Medusa. And it's very, very good, but also like so hard. So, you know, take care of yourself. And and then I read Our Wives Under the Sea, which is like sapphic book about grief. Yes, we (laughs) talked about this one. We did. You and I did. I don't think I talked about it on the show. No, that's fair. I... I didn't love it at first. And then I've like, the more I've thought about it, like, the more distance I get from it, the more I like it. It's one of those where I had to like, those. I had to like sit with it. I had to really process it because I think I, it, it was one of those where it leaves you with questions. And I was kind of like, I don't like being left with questions, but then it kind of occurred to me that grief leaves you with questions and there's no closure. And I was like, oh, the book did a really smart thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of mad about it, but it did a good job. <laughs> Yep. I always, <laughs> always try to remember that art doesn't have a responsibility to make you feel good. It has a responsibility to make you feel. I know. Sometimes yeah. I just want to narrow my art range down to things that make me feel good. But I do want to challenge myself to read more things that just make mm-hmm. me feel. Mm-hmm. It's just, you have to have the spoons for it, right? Yeah. I haven't generally had the spoons for it, but I've been, I've been dabbling my toe into more painful reads as I've been going through my own process of processing my emotions and kind of like letting myself feel it a little bit more. So we'll mm-hmm. see, but that I might tap out after our ones under the seat because that one, <laughs> uh, but it was very, very good. Well, I mean, um, I figure if I managed to read four to 500 books this year, which I think I'm on track for, I think you are, um, you know, if I can, if I can read a half dozen books that are like mm-hmm. super intense, yeah. I do okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. My other goal was to read more books that I own. Um, yeah. I think I set the goal at like 25 books that I owned before this year was my like criteria. Uh, so none of that sneaky stuff brain where I buy it a week li- and then week later I read it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it has to be something I owned in 2022 or before. Uh, and I've done three, so I didn't think that's too bad. Um, that's pretty great. I know. I read Love in the Time of Serial Killers, which I talked about while I was still reading it on our end of the yearbook um, mm-hmm. show. And Rare Vigilance, which you and I read together. Oh, I really enjoyed that. Oh, listeners, it is a human bodyguard with a <laughs> a twink vampire like he has to protect. And it is so cute. It's like very 
I mean, it's kind of enemies to lovers, but it's like also immediate. Like it's love at first sight enemies to lovers. But it's also matching baggage somehow. And it's so matching baggage. And oh my God, I love it so much. Mm -hmm. They're so messy um, in the best way. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, other highlights. We looked at my list real fast. So I have read 20 books this year. (laughs) Bronwyn's uh Bronwyn's 100 over there and I'm like 20 <laughs> look okay look <laughs> I know I haven't I know. watched a lot of things I haven't You've listened read a lot you know? yeah exactly I've fallen completely off of my podcast listening schedule yeah like all I have done is obsess wildly over books so yeah pick your poison right uh you know we gotta obsess over something um, I'm actually reading more, this wasn't like an explicit goal, but I'm kind of excited about it. I'm reading more, uh, nonfiction this year than I did. I didn't read any nonfiction last year. So I actually have a few in here, some like therapy books that I've read, which I'm, that's cool. I, I try uh, to read one nonfiction a year if I can. Yeah, I, I think I met, maybe I read one. I honestly don't know if I even read one last year, but I usually try to read a few because I do very much like them. Um, I tend to not like them as well because I can't lose myself in them, but I can learn things. So I do like to read them. So I do have a couple on my list that I'm working my way through wintering, which you recommended. Um, oh my God, something about chaos. Oh, and it's so good. I'm in the middle of it right now. Mm. It's really, really good. It's you've um, told me about this, but I can't think what it's called. Yeah. Was it universe of chaos or something like that? Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. I'm going to have to check now. (laughs) Well, while you're checking that out. So the other thing that I have been deep down the rabbit hole of, I decided I'm finally going to catch all the way up on Murderbot Diaries before Mm -hmm. the next one comes out. I am in love with the fact that Martha Wells keeps ending the series and then JK puts out another book. I think it's so funny. Right. Um, It's like three books ago. She was like, that's the last one. And I'm like, okay, Martha. Um, No one believes you, Martha. (laughs) Yeah, at this point, you're not going to end it, Martha, because she just announced another one. And I'm like, girl um like we don't hate it we just like, don't also, believe you never end please oh my exactly. god uh it, murderbot forever murderbot diaries is i always laugh when i tell somebody who hasn't heard about it about it because i'm like i know it, what it sounds like but in reality it's the coziest sci-fi ever like it really is oh my god i love murderbot so relatable just wants to watch little tv shows so mad about it and i'm like same same though same like, though relatable content god so relatable i love i love it uh so much murderbot is just just an angel <laughs> it's oh literally god. literally so wholesome and so good and really funny um so murderbot i is an incredible narrator i know I'm back on book so I'm doing a reread slash finish so I'm going through the ones I already read and then carrying on so I'm back to book three now out of seven and I'm just gonna keep going right now read them all because they're really short um they're little novellas until book six and seven I think are the long ones yeah um so those are really good I also read uh a very cozy little magic timey-wimey book called Timekeeper by Tara Sim. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Oh my God. So Timekeeper is about this world in which the actual time of a place is controlled by these like steampunk clocks. So if something goes wrong with the clock, it throws off time. Ooh. 
and it's about the timekeeper. So it's one of the one of the mechanics that whose job it is to keep the time running. Because if something goes wrong, a world uh, like a, a town can be thrown out of time, and then they're disconnected from the rest of the world. Um, and he falls in love with the spirit of a clock, which he thought was just fiction. <laughs> oh and it's so charming and it's like it is a cozy like there is an actual mystery and there's some actual danger but it it's one of those really cozy mysteries where you're like okay like I know people are in danger but this feels so like the threat feels low all the way through it like you know everything's gonna be fine and it's just really like I imagined it bathed in like sepia tone you know like that's I love a good cozy I really do I've been deep down the cozy well um mm-hmm. lately which is what's going to make this one seem completely out of left field because I also read a horror novel lately <gasps> uh, for some reason horror is very cozy to me and that doesn't make sense but it's true um so I read these fleeting shadows which is one I haven't heard oh, anyone talk about and it's I, so good it's so good I'm like why is nobody talking about this book it is like this queer horror adventure that's like ready or not knives out and saw kill girls met in an alley and formed a girl gang you know yeah oh, I love it it's so good I that was that was a, an extremely enjoyable read it was it's like a it's like a, uh, you know, rich family with some dark shit going on and it's like a haunted house, but I don't mean the house is not haunted. The house is a haunting. Yes. And you'll know what I mean when you start reading it. And it's, it's so fun and interesting. And as far as horror goes, it's probably like a, like a two on the chill level, you know, it's not, it's not very scary. So if you are a, uh, not, not into the horror, I think you'll probably still be okay. Yeah. Yeah, for Um, sure. It's definitely more haunting than yeah. scary there's not like it's not gory or anything like that no it's high key adventure most yes, of the time exactly yeah. you um, know oh that book it was the disordered cosmos by chandra prescott weinstein okay chaotic um, universe was close you've got to admit it's true <laughs> i just still i did a full thesaurus <laughs> yes <laughs> love it uh, yes so I think those are probably my highlights. I'm glancing back. I'm rereading through Charlie and Hara's books because of course yes, I am. I love it. I'm also rereading. Uh, <laughs> I am, I'm still doing my big shadow hunter read. I finished another one y'all. I, oh. just, I want us to all be excited because I literally read half of that series, like 15 books in four months and then didn't read another one for a full year. <laughs> I mean, your brain was just like hard stop. I'm out. No, I got real stuck on Shadowhunter Academy, which I, I mean, this is the wrong podcast for me to go into my feelings about Shadowhunter Academy and it would take hours for me to explain. So like the shortest way I could explain it is I hate, I hate with a fiery burning flames on my face, passion. Um, when a story does a character growth reset for some reason, uh, like a memory lapse, so angry, uh, or like replace a character with an alternate character, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, if it resets them to a previous state of development, I'm like, fuck you and the horse that you rode in on. A thousand percent agree. And this one does a big like with without spoiling a book that's I guess like a decade old so what I don't know whatever but uh it does a hard character reset on my f- like one of my no, three favorite no, characters not on uh Simon it is <laughs> it is on Simon 
I love that you knew <laughs> immediately. All right, All right. Everybody skip ahead. If you somehow care, um, it, you know, that it's a 10 year old book that I'm about to spoil. So skip, 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 skip. Um, because yes, yeah, Simon loses his memory at the end of, um, the books and full spoiler, full spoiler, everyone, if you're still here and you think I'm joking, full spoiler, I will Simon, clap you back. <laughs> he is not a vampire anymore. What? I know. What is the point? <laughs> right? How? <laughs> uh, magic what? shenanigans. I mean, the how is literally, it, it makes sense in the books. Like he does this noble sacrifice, which is actually like really cool in the end of the last book of the series. Cause it's cool because he is so, you know, always been the character that's not the hero of the yeah. story. And he gets to like literally no one else can do it he makes a deal with an angel basically and Aww. he's the only one that can do it because he was cursed and this, it, we you haven't even got to his curse yet whatever um <laughs> in the show because that comes in very briefly at the end but uh he gets cursed with the mark of Cain. you know yeah <laughs> yeah and because of that he can talk to the angel that no one else can so he's literally the only one and he sacrifices himself and he fully thinks he's gonna die but he gets spared but you know angels are dickheads um and he gave him back without he's no longer a vampire and he no longer has his memories so he makes him like a full normie and the whole story is him like learning to be a hero again and i was just like okay but like we've just because you just needed to write another book and you didn't have another character to focus on read six full books of him learning to be a hero six full books of him getting to the point where he is the best and then we are thrown into a magical school scenario where he is the worst student and I'm like but we, we journey we did this journey and like don't even get me started because uh that will have... legit make me hard quit like flip uh, a table angry. it did I a have full year <laughs> yeah and and that I I get that some people really wanted him to not be a vampire anymore and become a shadow hunter, but I was not some people because I read the vampire metaphor being about religious trauma since it was the two main vampire characters are our former Catholic and our Jewish character. And they both like process their religious trauma because they have to, because it's now- not subtle. It's not subtle. It's not subtle at all. And and I know that- the, and Who like, are these people who want to turn the character from a downworlder into a shadow hunter when all um, shadow hunters are bastards? They are literal cops. Um, I know. I thought the whole point was to get our shadow hunters out of there, right? Um, but- and and I will say this book is very ACAB. So in, in Cass Claire's defense, he goes into this world as an outsider and is like, the fuck? <laughs> like okay. he genuinely is disruptive, but he could have done that anyway. Like yeah. he didn't actually need to lose his memory because that was always Simon. Yeah. So he could have absolutely gone into this world and been disruptive as a vampire, which I will, you're, you're not a uh, spoiler phobic. So I'll go ahead and say this. Now, if people are still listening, spoiler for show, they actually do not make him not a vampire in the show. And it makes me very happy. Yeah. I know they totally just are like, actually he can do all this while being a vampire. Excellent. And I think, okay. And I think there maybe cast Claire was responding to some criticism because there is, it is problematic to make your Jewish character literally blood sucking, um, considering that some of vampirism comes from the rumor that Jewish people like drank blood. It was like a very anti-Semitic, like medieval rumor. And I get that, but 
once you've already done it and you've already made it a high key metaphor for religious trauma and then you make him lose it, like you've now like doubled down on it being problematic. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the the way to come back from that being problematic is not to try and undo it. It's to try and address it in a different way with a different character, add more Jewish representation in a better way. I agree. And as far as Jewish representation, like, I, I truly do think she just didn't know about that, to be yeah. honest, because her Jewish rep, and many people have said this, is very good. Like, she yeah. writes him as a fully complex Jewish character where it's really a part of him, which is what made the vampirism interesting, yeah. because there's a whole thing about how, um, you know, how, like, the crosses crop- wouldn't hurt him. Right, but instead it's Jewish symbols that do. Yeah, which is amazing. I know, because the idea is not that there is like a one true religion. The idea instead is that it's things that you perceive as sacred and you perceive yourself as damned. And it's all about your perception. It's not about what's really true. Thus the unpacking of religious trauma. Yeah, Yeah. and it's so good. And then to like go, JK, he's human now. I was like, but why? No, (laughs) I don't like it. So, wow, this just became a Shadowhunters podcast. Anyway, subscribe to TJ and I's new Shadowhunter podcast, Down Where It Was After Dark, to hear a lot more of this. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Seamless. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you. It's good. <laughs> we did so good. We did a good job. And, hey, if you skipped ahead, you're safe now. Exactly. The, the spoilers can't hurt you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So obviously you've been mostly reading. Are there any shows, music, TV, anything that you want to highlight that you have been enjoying? Um, okay. Well, um, I have been watching a YouTube channel that I am in love Ooh, with. And yes. so everyone should definitely check out yes. the Try channel. Irish people try. Hmm. And it is hilarious. Um, So it's legitimately just a bunch of Irish people trying different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And they drop a video every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And they have a bunch of charismatic people on this panel. They do all sorts of different things. People from their Patreon write in with suggestions and stuff like that. But they do things like shot roulette or 10 shots, 10 questions. Um, I love that. They have these hilarious people like, oh, my God, there's this woman, Kiara or Kira. Kira, Kira. Anyway, she is high key amazing. Like, I want her on my team for the zombie apocalypse. Oh, as you can do anything. Like, yes. I was introduced to this channel um, through one episode, which was um, Irish people try uh, period simulation period pain simulation <laughs> and so they they always have them paired so there's always three pairs of irish people trying whatever it is right, right? Mm-hmm. and so in this case they paired a woman and a man in every setting and so Incredible. the women did the period pain simulator first and the men had to watch them mm-hmm. and so the women were like like okay so you you attach the probes here and it's kind of like a tens machine right and so mm-hmm. And they go from settings one to 20. And so they're like one, okay, you can feel it, you know, two, three, four. And they're just like, okay, yeah, no. Oh yeah. Starting to get that a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Kira was just like, turn it up. (laughs) You can turn it up. Yes. You can turn it up all the way up to 20 highest one, you know, she never cracked a sweat. She never, she's like, yeah, that's about right. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's. Yep, about right, you know. Uh-huh. 
the other women are kind of like reacting a little bit more and describing what it's like and you know all this sort of thing going through you know and like Callianne was talking about how like women who have um who have uh like PCOS or anything like that you know have more complications with their periods not just cramping it's yeah this whole thing where um you know their uterine tissues outside of their uterus and it's connecting all of their um all of their in internal organs to the wrong places and it, it's an extremely painful condition and like all of these different things that can happen and so if you think this is bad you should try that because dear lord people have to go through life like that and all this sort of stuff well then the men get to try oh my god and uh, it is hilarious i've seen clips of this on tiktok <laughs> yeah it's really good it's very very entertaining to watch them be like why am I being punched? And it's like, yes, you are being punched because your body is going into contractions, rejecting the uterine lining. Yeah. And prepping a new environment. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. This is mini labor every month. Yeah. Enjoy. You try and have a pleasant conversation and work through it. Yeah. Yeah. You're lucky. We just don't commit a lot of murder. You know, you're lucky. And oh my God, it was hilarious though, watching this guy who's paired with Kira, who just like, turn it up, turn it up. And he's like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So good. Watch them try spicy things. Watch them try different booze. Watch them try. Oh my my God. God, It's so funny. Did you see our girl, Jenna Ortega on Hot Ones? I am dying to see it. I saw that it went up, but I haven't seen it yet. I love her so much. I love her so much. Also, she went, she presented the SAG award with, um, uh, April. Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. I was like, April again. Um, and it was so perfect. I need them in a movie together now. Right now. Make sisters. No, make, yes, well, obviously make them sisters, but oh my God, the dancing, the dancing with the two of them. Oh my God, the dancing. I did see that there's a movie coming out with Cami Mendez and Jenna Ortega, which is Riverdale's Veronica and and, uh, Jenna Ortega. And I'm like, give me that beautiful Latinx representation in a movie. I love that so much. I have, I have on an unhealthy amount of just like deep crush on every woman on Riverdale. So like, I don't know, process that. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's the CW man. They only hire beautiful people. They really, they're so pretty. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And also Cole Sprouse, like every yeah. woman and also Cole Sprouse. <laughs> That's my sexuality. Every woman and Cole Sprouse. Cole Sprouse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. That's a hundred percent true. <laughs> and also your, your male cottage core lesbians, you have a I little love, soft spot for your male cottage core lesbians. I do. I do. We, we love, um, specifically Magneto. I was going to say Michael Fesbender, but it's not Michael Fesbender. But it's not it's Michael only Fesbender. Michael Fesbender as Magneto yeah. because I love, love him as a cottage core lesbian. Chris Pine in every, as everything. Chris Pine in his life, like just yeah. Chris Pine day to day. I also love uh, Sebastian Stan. I don't know where he fits. Is he more of a jughead or is he more of a cottage core lesbian? I really, it depends on the movie, I guess. Oh my um, God. Is the male spectrum now from jughead to cottage core lesbian? It is only in my, like my attraction. Like it's a very, very small spectrum of my attraction. <laughs> it's literally Jughead to Chris Pine in my, and like, that is such a, it's very limited. Let's be <laughs> honest. Because any woman, but only those, 
but small grouping of men. <laughs> I kind of want to know the corresponding, like, um, you know how, like, with when you have the color spectrum, you have all yeah. of this beautiful color and it all corresponds to different wavelengths yeah. of light. I kind of want to know what the wavelength range is on that. Well, it's very clearly black. So we've got, like, the Sebastian Stan and the Jughead in, like, goth clothes, right? Yeah. To pastel, which is the cottage core lesbian look. Which you which, would think would be a wide range. But, but there's nothing in the is. middle. It's like, yeah. it just, it pulls out the middle. It's goth to cottage core, but there's no, there is no all the colors in the middle do not count. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's that picture of a hot topic beside a like Claire's like it's that. <laughs> okay. So it's both sides of that coin. <laughs> it's that it's a singular coin and that's yep. it. And, um, yeah. And now I'm just going to have to like think through every man that I like and figure out where they fit because I really don't think there's going to be exceptions. Like, I think they all fit somewhere in that very, very, very narrow <laughs> window amazing. of person. Yeah. But it's like every woman, especially if you put her in a suit. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I mean. God, Janelle Monet. I, I get out of my head. That's exactly where I went. Janelle Monet <laughs> can get it. Oh. Wow. Uh, okay. What were we talking about? I don't like, know. Right full reset. Oh, we were talking about Irish people do Irish people try. How did that get here? How you asked me what I was watching? That's what I've been watching. No, that's how we got there. How did we get here from there? (laughs) I have ADHD, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Oh my god! So I have been watching all of Ted Lasso. I started it and I proceeded to watch all of it, and now I cannot wait for season three, which is coming out. Welcome. You're, uh, you're right. Um, speaking of people that fit in the Jughead, Sebastian Stan quotient, uh, Roy Kent. Roy Kent. <laughs> Roy, Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Roy Kent is the love of my life. It's so funny because I literally love every every character. Yeah. And it's one of those shows where I could easily be like, I can't pick a favorite. Roy Kent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I know. And I, everyone else is like tied for perfect. second. They're perfect. But They're then there's wonderful. Roy Kent. But then there is fucking Roy Kent. He oh. is the grumpy that we've all imagined in our grumpy sunshines. Um, so real talk you between you and me uh-huh. and, and TJ said the exact same thing. So he's on level. We all agreed that the, the ship should be him, Keely and Jamie, right? Like obviously. Be- okay. Like obviously him and Keely are end game. Like if they open it up for some, it should be. Jamie. I mean, at least once, at least once, you know, at least with drunk one time. <laughs> No, but I think they would be a cute couple if they all got together because right? it would be enemies to lovers and former lovers to lovers in the same pairing. And I'm like, right. Hot. Yes. Yeah. And Extremely. the himbo, the, the himbo of Jamie Tart is very important to me. I, he's been, his little character arc is so good. <sighs> but like, honestly, everybody in that, everybody's yes. perfect. Like we talk about how incredibly gorgeous and wonderful Sam Obasanya is. Oh my, I, oh my God. Like I am a dirty old woman for eyeballing him, but holy <laughs> shit. He actually is 21. Oh I, God, that, I'm going but, to hell and I will do it happily. That man is beautiful. <laughs> that no. moment when, uh, when Rebecca's like, you're, you're a fetus. I'm a pedophile. It cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can, I can legally drink almost (laughs) (laughs) I I know I know but like 
can we talk about Keely? Can we talk about Rebecca? Can we talk? Oh my God. We haven't even talked about I I literally, when I was sad, I just like, actually, you know, because I did it to you too. I just started sending you quotes from Ted Lasso. Yes, it was beautiful. It, <laughs> it was actually really like legitimately improved my mood so much. It's, it's really good. Like you, you could easily get any one of those quotes tattooed somewhere on your body, but I think I would specifically like the Roy Kett never settle for fine. I would... Yes. Oh my God. I mean, so that, good. that is, that is perfection so good it's so good okay but can we talk about how much more you want to go back and read that uh, Chloe Lisi book I have started rereading it because I wanted to be like well first because I I guess I naturally assumed it was a a love hypothesis situation where the ship translated but it doesn't exactly no um it's more like (laughs) It's as if uh, Roy Kent falls in love with a amalgamation of mm-hmm. Jamie Tart and Ted Lasso. Yes, with a little Keely in there. <laughs> with a little Keely in there, and yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, does she ship Ted and Roy? Which I didn't get at first, but I will admit, once you get to season two, I'm like, I've got to see it. Yeah, I can see it. I don't ship it. It's weirdly one where you know somebody once said um, a het couple that is liked by the gays is when you know it's true love. Mm-hmm. And I swear that every gay I know loves Rebecca and Ted. I know, right? <laughs> We're all like, yes, <laughs> it's true. It's true. I do. I do think they're end game. I think so too. I mean, okay, like she has got to get it with. Oh my god! Like, let's be very clear. They in season one have the big reveal conversation and then season two they shine a light on the fact that she has at the same point in the series a big reveal and he jokingly is like you're making this no habit there is no way the third season because it's the final season the third season reveal is gonna be a confession of love right like it's gotta be because somebody pointed out it has the exact structure of a rom-com like splayed over multiple seasons yeah oh my god I know I'm so upset that third is the end, but mm. also I'm glad because I, it feels like they knew where they were going all along and yeah. it's very intentional and, and it's, it's well be, plotted and well cast and well written. And, and we won't get to the place where you're like five seasons end and you're like, this should have ended two years yeah. ago. Like we're doing it. We're just ending it. And that's good. Yeah. I'm gonna be sad anyway. <laughs> yeah. But then you know what though? I, I've gotten past the need for more of something I love because as long as I still have access true you can just re-watch that in perpetuity and uh hey spinoffs yes I'm just saying if there was ever a show where you could very easily do a spinoff mm-hmm. I would I would wa- I would 100% watch the adventures of Trent Krim investigator for the independent right oh my god and I mean, every episode has to has a start with him going Trent Trent Krim, Krim independent independent. <laughs> I just think it would be cute. also I did go so I did do the deep dive on AO3 to see what queer ships people do have for that show because I will say if there's one complaint it is not gay and I no. don't I don't understand why there's no gay people yet uh, maybe it's season three who knows but I'm like why are none of these characters though there is one character that has multiple times had some comments because he also he like knew what the grinder sound was there was a couple of things where I'm yeah. like is that I see where you. We're, is yeah. where we're going with this? And I hope it is. Um, but I will say there are people who ship 
Trent Krim and Ted Lasso and I get it. Yeah. That's a good ship. Yeah. I do. Ship. I get that. It's a good ship. I get that. Like, I don't think they're end game, but no, I don't know. No. You need to see them hit it. They definitely should hit it and quit it. And then yeah. both be just like a little uncomfortable that it happened. Yeah. <laughs> like I want to see not only like... the kind of like the, the lead up and then the <laughs> like explosive kind of yeah. sexual chemistry that happens. Yeah. Then I want to see the awkward morning after and the next yeah. interview. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. There's like, Ted makes some kind of awkward joke in the morning about how you can't quote him on that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Yeah. hundred percent. And Trent is like casually mortified. (laughs) He like, and then all he can say is Trent Kim, Trent Graham of the independent. Yeah. And he, he does that during their next interview and it's like extra awkward because they have fucked and he's still introducing himself. <laughs> well, maybe they role play it in bed. It's so funny. Because one thing we know it is canon that Ted is a good lover. Exactly. That sassy has declared it is so. Exactly. I would watch a, a spinoff show about Sassy and her daughter as well, actually. Oh, yeah. There's not a single character in the show I wouldn't watch a spinoff of. Like, I would watch a spinoff set only in that pub. Like, yeah. 100%. Oh, my God. That'd be hilarious. It would be. I love the little, the three little club goers. They're, I love them. They're so cute. Yeah. And can, <laughs> like, can we talk about how, like, we obviously need a Roy spinoff, like... God, Roy, I, I want to just see more of Roy. Uh, I know he wasn't ultimately fulfilled in the position, but I really enjoyed him coaching the uh, the nine-year-olds. <laughs> right? Oh my God, yes. Oh, it was so cute. <laughs> like, Uncle Roy is, is a everything. spinoff. Is everything. Like, it's we get good. Uncle Buck the movie. Now, for the next generation, Uncle Roy. Uncle Roy. We need Uncle Roy. Oh my God, please, please. Okay. So we have talked about all the things. Yes. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> We've been talking about so long. <laughs> um, so we should remind people, are we, okay, here's the question. Are yes. we going to do the things we announced next? Are we restarting? How are we feeling about this? I think we should start from scratch because we're rebranding. So I agree. So we had promised you all uh check please and Grim Reaper love story. Yes. And I I think we should get to those. But I think we should I don't remember the name of the Grim Reaper love story because it was that long ago. <laughs> exactly. And also we rename everything. So it's we Grim do, Reaper love story. So that's fine. Yeah. Um and like we'll get there. Okay. I agree. We'll get there. We will come back to you uh especially you check please. Oh yeah, we'll I see especially you. Especially come back to you. So I guess then we should roll a D&D die to just see who decides what we're going to do next. Oh, that's a great idea. Uh, do you have one accessible to you? No, they're all in my D&D box. Side note, another thing I've done since last we talked, I have become a DM. <laughs> yes, pork chop. <laughs> yes, I have started a home game with my nephew, my brother, and my mom. And it is delightful. We're doing literal the the actual uh, Wizards of the Coast starter game um, because I have never DM before, so I was like, "Why not? We'll get the starter pack. We'll do the original actual campaign." That oh they my god, I love that. Um, my mom is playing a himbo rogue hobbit, 
your mom and I, I swear to God, you, you would be besties. You guys meet in a deep soul place. You do. And it's hysterical. Um, she keeps getting frustrated because she's like, I keep thinking of smart ideas and that my character would not think of them. And I'm like, right. Uh, my brother is playing a braggadocious, uh, folk hero, human fighter who is so dumb, but believes himself to be so smart. Oh my God. He is a walking Dunning Kroger. hundred <laughs> percent. And then my nephew is a pretentious, completely antisocial, uh, wizard. Yes. <laughs> it's this. grand. They are living for it. And it's honestly my favorite thing. And I've already like planned out other campaigns that we're going to do after this. Uh, none of my family has ever played D&D. So I'm teaching them while also learning how to DM and it is hard, but it's very fun. <laughs> This is amazing and I love it. Yeah. So that said, all my D&D dice is currently at my parents' house. Okay. Well, um, no, I can, I can have one on my phone. Please. All right. So, um, uh, what are we going to roll? Just a D20 and see who rolls higher. Okay. All right. So this is you. Oh, fuck me. You rolled a 20. Okay. <laughs> And this yeah, is me. natural 20 bitches. And I rolled a three. So guess you're choosing next. <laughs> That's hysterical. Oh my God. I mean, it okay. is pretty, pretty you to roll a nat 20. Thank you. Thank you. I, I did. I natted. Um, okay. Uh, you would think that, okay, you, you vamp for a minute and I'm going to figure out what our book is. <laughs> Okay, so welcome to <laughs> Thirsty on Tune After Dark ASMR while Ooh. I sit here and vamp, totally improving all of this while Chris figures out what we're going to read next. Very Me, sexy. I have been reading all of the things, so it's probably just as well that Chris decides because <laughs> I can't choose. <laughs> I don't pick between things, I do them all. I read them all all the things can't wait to see my webtoon numbers for this year <laughs> i wish i could get constant updates i wonder if that's a thing we can contact webtoons about <laughs> okay uh i have two options for you okay and i would like to force you to choose all right that sounds right <laughs> <laughs> or maybe i'm gonna hmm. do i hmm. what we have here folks is a chaos goblin in their natural environment <laughs> making things up as we go along <laughs> okay but like i promised on talking comics that i would make you read this book so i feel like we should do it next okay i'm trying to remember if you were even present or if i just declared on the show without you there that i was gonna force you to read this i mean six of one half dozen of the other <laughs> <laughs> we are going to read all right Mackenzie Lee's Cold Front, aka the first ever YA Winter Soldier novel. Yeah! I, so I don't know. I don't know. But once upon a time, many years ago, when she started this series, she declared that all of the books would be gay. I haven't right. heard. This book just came out. Nobody has told me it is gay. But um, the Loki one was extremely queer. And the Nebula one was also very queer. So Bucky, bisexual. Okay. Fingers crossed. Um, so we're going to read Winter Soldier. And we are going to talk about Bucky a lot. 
I am here for it. Bucky is my bae. I love him. <laughs> so Mackenzie Lee, Winter Cold Soldier. Front. Yeah. Oh, cold front. Okay. It, it, Winter Soldier will bring it up too. I think it's Win, Winter Soldier colon cold front or it's cold front or colon winter. I don't know. Yeah. Is, winter Soldier cold, colon cold go. front. There we there go. There you go. There you go. Okay. Uh, I'm excited. I'm... She is a bisexual woman. So she queers everything she touches. So fingers crossed. I am getting it now. Yay. And with that, my dearest listeners, I officially am out of words. I have no more <laughs> words. Words are rough. Words are rough. But we will we will be back to being us again now. <laughs> We're officially <laughs> back. <laughs> We're back, baby. We're back. <laughs> we are awesome. back straight in that we are back. <laughs> <laughs> But if you're interested in reading about very, 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 very gay boy bands, yes, uh, I recommend the famous series by Eden Finley. Because of course you are interested in reading about very, very gay boy bands because you're on this show. I and mean, I mean, seriously, every one of them is a good time. <laughs> as as it should be. Yeah as it should be um Bronwyn this was lovely it was lovely restorative even yes I feel like we haven't done this in so long it feels like it's even longer than it actually has been because I'm so used to having you constantly in my life I know I know well clearly we're just gonna have to make up for lost times though I guess so so come back for a regularly scheduled episode next time (laughs) (laughs) and where can our listeners find you I think we actually have that pre-recorded. <laughs> don't yes. we? We don't actually do that, but <laughs> it's true. But I wanted to introduce it because I also do want to add that while you will hear about my social media, I would appreciate it if when you get a message from me on especially Instagram that says, Hey, I have been hacked. I have indeed been hacked, and the person messaging you is the hacker. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I have not been hacked. I have been spoofed, and the person who spoofed me is about to hack you. So yeah. anyone who has followed. Okay, so my social media is very specifically Shiny Baby B. Yes. All one word on every platform. Yes. The person messaging people is shiny.babyb. And they need to be blocked and reported with prejudice. I found them. So, please, if you would be so kind, block and report. Blocking and reporting right now. Amazing. Do not fall for it. Do not click the link. Do not send them money. I would not ask you for that. No. If I send you anything on Instagram, it will be a funny reel. Yes. (laughs) Facts, though. Facts, And that is all. That's all, folks. (laughs) Bye-bye. You can find me on all the things social, so Twitter, Insta, Mastodon, Hive, at ShinyBabyB. And you can find me on hive insta and mastodon at the myth of chris i'm specifically on mastodon.lol i think that's where bronwyn can be found as well it is and if you need any other socials from me and or any other of my projects that i'm working on you can find me at linktree.com slash the myth of chris i'm trying to be that everywhere now but twitter is always going to stay the myth of psyche because i can't let it go (laughs) 
And don't forget to check out our parent pod at Talking Comics on Twitter and Insta or on the website at TalkingComicBooks.com. And you can find me hosting frequently there now. And Bronwyn comes on pretty often too. But you can also find me over at the Gotham Outsiders with my other half, TJ. Reading, drinking, and being nerdy. 